about comedy, concerts, and beer. Pilsners, loggers, and IPAs. Liquid courage just to take the stage. Backstage pass, got to feeling right. And everyone's welcome like an open mic. Getting drunk, waiting for the last man to fall. When it's time to take a shot, we yell, Cannonball! Jokes got you smiling from ear to ear. Our beverage of choice is beer, man, beer. Get back and relax while the beer foam settles. Now here's your hosts, Johnny Benson and Keg Kettles. It's Beer Man Beer, your number one source for sophomore conversation and delicious craft beer. I'm Johnny Benson. And I'm Kit Kettles. And we are backstage at Black Hog Brewing Company, and we are with Tyler. What's happening, Tyler? Not too much, guys. Thanks so much for coming by. Absolutely. We hey, love thanks for having us. No, anytime. Awkward uh, when we came, because as we walked in, we noticed the brewery was filled with children. And... For sure, no. We're try- yeah, we're trying to do a little bit more kid-friendly stuff here, and we just have a big old uh, pumpkin painting party right now for all the kids. That's cool, man. That's uh, tons of kids painting pumpkins, and uh, say we- that five times. <laughs> pumpkin pumpkin painting, painting party. party. <laughs> it was a wild one, man. Yeah, and I noticed that. You know, parents got to enjoy their beer while uh, the kids were out just painting away, man. For That's sure. Good times. You know? I like the breweries are doing uh, family-friendly stuff. That way, you get the parents out. So they could enjoy a brew, and uh, the kids could have fun, too. I saw some fathers yesterday with their uh, kids strapped to their chest. Ah, yeah. Cause How you strange need, is that? Because you need an airbag in case you fall forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, so, like, I, I have two kids at home. My, my other business partners have uh, two. Well, Tom has two. Jason has three. So we try to be kid-focused for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you well, I those, get it. Are you one of those dog-friendly breweries, too? Yeah, outside in the patio. We, the patio. Yeah, we have a bunch of dog bowls from stuff, so come hang out, hang out out front and get your dog whistles wet while you're getting your whistle wet. What kind of beers are the dogs like? <laughs> well, I don't know, because officially I haven't seen them drink one yet. But, no, uh, just, just the water? Yeah, just the water for now. Cool. What are we drinking? You guys just had oh, the coffee milk stout, what, right? What, uh, I would say, what were we drinking? Keg is uh, ahead of the game. He finished his glass of coffee milk stout. I'm still enjoying mine slowly because it's a sipping kind of beer. A good Sunday watching the game. Maybe a cigar would go good with this. Beer. Oh, for sure. Yeah, cigars go with a little smoke, extra smokiness in there. Help out a lot. But, I mean, that's a lactose-based uh, stout. So it has a lactose sugar in it, which is an unfermentable sugar. So that sweetness will carry all the way into the glass. Delicious. And it plays really well off of the uh, coffee we add in there. So. Oh, breakfast beer, man. Yeah, for sure. Got to have a breakfast beer. beer. So where did it all start out for you? This goes way back into uh, college for you, making beer, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I was uh, living in a house with seven guys with six bedrooms. And I was a chemical engineering undergrad at uh, University of New Hampshire. I do, I say UNH and... Some people think University of New Haven, but I'm from I'm originally from New Hampshire. So I was at the University of New Hampshire, and uh, in the coat closet, there was this stack of five-gallon buckets and pulled it out. And one of my roommates, older brother, got it for Christmas. He never used it, gave it to him. He never used it, so had a, a brown ale recipe on the inside of it and just started making beer. Ah, so your first one was a hit? Well, I mean, you know, I wasn't a, a beer connoisseur at the time, so I thought it was great. But I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> as great as they are, the granola brown is now, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, the big part was just this. I bought my second kit after that because I was like, oh, this was fun. 
and like the cost of that kit at the time was just pretty much the same amount of money I was doing for like a crappy 30 rack that you know and I was like wait 30 beers 50 beers I can do this and I just started cranking beer out because I was a poor college kid and then I got to the point where I had so much beer in fermentation and I didn't have any bottles to put it in because I was doing everything bottle conditioning I just started throwing parties to people drink my beer and like walk around with a, a like a recycling bin I was like put your bottle in here so I can clean it and reuse it it's just like just I just got over the top of it. So at what point did you uh, want to go full-time with the brew? Oh, man, batch four. You know, just, like, <laughs> loved it. You know, just, um, no, I was just, like, I'm, you know, chemical engineer. So science is, like, mm-hmm. was my, my bread and butter. But I always had this creative, artistic side that I didn't know what to do with. You know, I took painting classes or whatever. But then, like, once I found beer and realized, you know, it's it's cooking, it's baking, it's, it's science. But it's, once you get the basics down, you know which parts you can tweak to make the beer better. And it just became the recipe development just really started rolling with me and it just fired both sides of my brain and I was just addicted from day one there for sure. Oh, solid, man. Solid. Because I, I totally, I was up here for uh, one of your comedy nights and I think I drank about everything you had on the menu. <laughs> and uh, As he's texting me, look at I'm drinking, look what I'm drinking, look what I'm drinking, look what I'm drinking. <laughs> look what I'm, drinking. <laughs> I'm going, oh man, I want that. Always a good time here in Oxford. Not a lot of other things to do in Oxford though, I think, right? Full of trees, man. A lot of trees, a lot of trees. No, I mean, there's we do have, there is another sour brewery OEC around the corner. Um, I mean, we installed a disc golf course behind our brewery, so you can come do that too. There's that's something else. That's to your do. jam right there, the disc golf, right? Oh yeah, I love right, me some I, disc golf. What I know about disc golf would uh, fit in the thimble, I believe. Uh, what could you tell us about disc golf? Is this the uh, sport of the future, or is this something that it, it's already huge and we don't know about? Or? I mean, it's definitely um, COVID really. Exploded. I mean, I'm one of the per- people that started playing during COVID because it was, it was something that you could go do outside with your friends and still socially distance. And so people started playing it, and um, the sport itself has grown sevenfold in the last year and a half, two years from where it was. Um, but there's like, you, know, there, you can go on YouTube and watch the professionals now. They have streaming services. There's actually a disc golf, a professional disc golf uh, network now that they signed a deal with. I think it's. Uh, ESPN two officially for next year, so you'll be, see, be able to see it on ESPN next year. So it's it's definitely growing for sure. Maybe a moneymaker. I mean, you know, next thing you know, you got million dollar contracts. Million? Well, wow. Paul McBeck signed one already for wow. ten year with Discraft. He got paid a million dollars. He's the first one. Yeah. Well, how how often do you play? Um, as much as possible. No, I I, I get around a full round in pretty much a week, um, and then the best part is that I live I live in Wallingford right next to Luffberry Park, so. If I'm shooting home and I'm 15 minutes before I need to go pick up my kids, I'll go play five holes real quick and go pick them up from school. All right, explain to me as if like I was two years old. What exactly is the game of disc golf? How do you play? What's the what's the goal? Yeah, I mean it's so, it's just like like you know like quote unquote regular golf or ball golf. Um, it's you you're on a you're on a tee pad and you're throwing a disc down a fairway, and then instead of putting your ball in a hole, they have these disc golf baskets. So it's, okay. a, it's a basket with chains, and then you hit the chain, and the ba- the disc goes into the basket, and it counts as in the hole. Um, so yeah, every I mean they have everything's in feet versus yards, but it's you know it's par threes, par fours, and it's just just literally like you're playing golf, but throwing a disc or a frisbee at it. Yeah. And how are how do you measure yourself with other disc golfers? Are you are you? Uh... Are you one of the greats, or are you? Uh, no. are you uh, I, just, <laughs> I just started a year ago, so I'm not great. But I'm, you know, it's it's something where I loved golf my whole life. Like the idea of just like playing golf. It's like you against yourself. The last time you played, getting better, and and 
just like in just like in golf, your golf swing, if you come in too flat or you roll your hand, it affects how the ball flies. So it's the same thing when you're throwing your disc. It's the angle of the disc, if it's tipped up too high or too low, it affects how it flies in the air and you don't get as a good of a throw. So it's it's you're slowly tweaking your form along the way to become a better at the game. So uh, any golfers on the course? At this no, no gophers. No gophers. <laughs> no gophers. Gambling's so illegal at Bushwood, and <laughs> I never slice. <laughs> so, what about like the regulation of that frisbee? What's the size? You know, what is the size that you can go up to? What is the size you can you can't go past? I mean, the thing is, is like, are there different sizes? Disc golf is great because you can just go out there with your ultimate 175 gram big old trash lid ultimate really? disc and go play if you want to. Um, but like, there's like, there's a professional disc golf association and they have like ratings and stuff like that, where I, I believe it's nine and a half, um, centimeters is like the biggest it can be. Um, but there's all the different weights within that. I mean, it's just like a, a golf bag too. I mean, you have drivers, you have mid ranges, you have really? approach discs, you have putters because the way they're designed, they fly differently in the air. So you can release the same disc perfectly flat. Some of them will kind of turn to the right first and then cut back to the left. Some will go perfectly straight. Um, some will, some will, like some will cut automatically to the left. So if you have a big bending left hand like dog leg, you throw it out there that's with the a right big disc old slice and cut it right there. Oh yeah, but I mean that's kind of it's kind of like uh, when you're putting, you like have to read the green and watch. You like, expect where the ball is going to roll over the green. The way the wind's coming in as yeah, well. Yeah, you play off of the wind and like so. There's a lot of wind reads and there's you kind of visualize where your disc wants to go and you grab the right disc to make that shot happen. Be the disc. Miss it, Noonan, miss. What are you drinking, Tyler? Oh, I'm sipping on the cold pizza. It's our it's our newest dry hop to town style pilsner. Wow. Yeah, I'm just the I'm big on a lager lager kick right now. Our hog lager, you know, still one of my favorite lagers we make. Oktoberfest just kicked, which is a bummer, but that was drinking really well. And this one's you know a little drier, but that dry hop characteristic is there. And uh, the head on this beer is awesome. When you pour, it's just like this thick, white, beautiful head. Uh, you had referred to it as sexy. Yes, uh, it was very sexy head. It was very sexy. A very sexy beer, huh? Very low dispersion, which is, which is the, uh, the size of the bubbles. So if you have if you have like small bubbles and big bubbles, it's, they have a very big dispersion, and those heads will settle a lot faster. This one's a super tight, small bubble holds real tight. It's all about the bubble, man. It's all about it's, the bubbles, baby. The size baby. that counts. Oh yeah. Smaller the better in this case, though. There you go. <laughs> See, it's all how you work it, man. Now, now, Tyler, I know you're a big fan of pairing food with beers. Oh, yeah. Now, what food would go delicious with that beer right now? Well, I mean, this basically was made for pizza. That's why we called it cold pizza because it's just like it's you can you can drink it with that. You can drink it with a nice hot like pizza or like the, the next morning with that cold pizza out of the fridge. You can, it goes well with that as well. So, I mean, it has just a really clean, crisp um, cuts through all the fat of the cheese, and if you have any like meat or anything on that, really cuts through it and kind of almost cleans the palate. Yeah, no. All right, so what's your go-to pizza? Go-to pizza. Hmm. I mean, I worked at a pizza joint in high school, and I used to like make a whole bunch of crazy concoctions. Um, but you know, depends where I'm getting it from, obviously, because if they're doing the cold fire with like the big crispy crust from the bottom. Um, big thing. I don't. Know, I grew up in New Hampshire. Putting like seafood on pizza is like big around here in Connecticut. It never really made yeah, sense gross. to me with like the, the shrimp clam and clams. And 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 yeah, I'll, I'll jump on that. I'm, that's my kind of yeah, my jam. Yeah, yeah so that's gross. So I mean uh, the but I mean my like go to my go to is just kind of like a, a ch- chicken, not buffalo, just regular old chicken with some banana peppers on there. That's kind of like my go to like if I was making it myself at a pizza joint for sure. Oh wow! 
I mean, maybe we're going too far, but what's like your favorite pizza joint? Um, I mean, I live in Wallingford, so like my local is probably Christos because they have some really good. Like they're they're not it's thin but not super thin. Right. You still got a crust on it, and you still got some dough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that would be my favorite right now. And the only thing about those is like if you get too much meat on them, they get real greasy. Uh, that's my only that's my only downfall yeah. with those guys. But um, that's my favorite to go to right now. Are you into the deep dish at all? The deep dish, the Chicago, Chicago style. Chicago style. Um, the Bears. The Bears. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's that, that that reminds me of like in grade school when you had like the square pizzas that came out. And it was, I don't know, just too much doughiness. Remember those? No, the square pizza day was the best. That was the best day ever, man. Well, but you got that really nasty soggy salad that came along with it. Oh no! But no. you could not wait for that Friday pizza at school. Man. Yeah, it was like half a loaf of Italian bread with a little bit of sauce and cheese on it. That was yeah. so good. No, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Wow. Ice cream sandwiches for 35 cents back then. And always go with chocolate yeah. milk, though. Always go chocolate milk. Oh, always got to go chocolate, chocolate milk. I mean, it's the one time that you, you, you don't have to... Your mom did let you get chocolate. It was at school, right? <laughs> Speaking of chocolatey milk, this is some d- delicious milk stout. Now, what food would go the best with the, uh, the milk stout? Yeah, milk stout, I mean, it is, it's a breakfast beer. I mean, it's definitely, it has all the mouthfeel in there, the lactose sugar. It's really sweet in the back. Well, not super sweet, but it has some sweetness in there, playing off the coffee. It's really great by itself, but, um, you know, it's kind of like, it's one of those, the darker beers go well with cigars, if you yeah. want to do like a cigar pairing for sure. I was just thinking yeah. of cigars. Yeah, you could have like a cigar in that next to a fire pit is awesome. Mm. Um, I was it, thinking a stack of flapjacks. A stack of flapjacks. Yeah, um, now, would you pour that on your flapjacks? Hell yeah, Hell son. yeah. <laughs> if you want to go straight dessert all the way, though, you get two scoops of vanilla ice cream and then pour the stout over that and make yourself a little ice cream float. That's where it's at. Wow. All right. All right, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now, now, yeah. we, now we got some stuff to try. Yes. <laughs> you know. mm. This is delightful. All right, so uh, we're going to try some more beers from you, right? Gonna, oh, yeah, we'll we get gotta, a couple more in we for gotta sure. Get, we got to get. We gotta see what, what else is on the menu, but I think uh, we'll take a pause right now. We're having a blast with Tyler, learning all kinds of stuff about beers and disc golf. And we're going to see what other beers we have coming up. Also, uh, we got to take a shot at one of our buddies when we come back. Uh, hmm, who would that be? I don't know. We have plenty of buddies out there. Yeah, we got a friend we have to shout out to when we get back. Well-deserved we, shout out. I we got say. a bone to pick, I think. Absolutely, a little bone, a little bone, a little bone, and more beer when we come back. We are backstage at Black Hawk Brewing Company. Tyler's with us. We're having a blast, drinking some good beers. Solid beers, by the way. Hey, we want to thank everybody who uh, voted for us in Connecticut Magazine and made us 2021's best podcast in Connecticut. Per the... Connecticut Magazine. Reader's Choice, baby. Yeah. Wow, look at all. This is like a parade coming Thank you, that. You got a parade camera by This is look great. At that. Pumpkins Thanks in hand man. and everything. Balloons. Oh, this is spectacular. Oh, yeah. And, uh, hey, a lot of people, uh, you know, showed their congratulations to us, and uh, we appreciate that, you know. 
Thank you, Sean, the producer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, one one guy, uh, one friend of ours, was not as uh, congratulatory as uh, the rest. Would you say sour grapes? Uh, I don't know. Let's, let's hear a clip. You know, we don't play much clips from other podcasts, but uh, we'll show Jim Sharkey a little love. Here's a clip from the Lone Shark podcast. Oh, I was also. You can. You'll also detect when we have this listening. But maybe we should even take a break before we start the listening yeah. party because it's going to be long. But there's a point where I kind of get a little. I, and I sometimes can be jealous and, and and you know envious of people who who achieve things. So I think I mentioned like Johnny Benson winning. You oh, know, winning! That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda, Best podcast in Connecticut. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say I shit on it, but I was kind of just yeah. You know, I was kind of passively dismissive about it. Well, so. I I will congratulate yeah. the Bear Man Bear podcast for winning best podcast in Connecticut. Yeah, congrats, Johnny. No, I'm just, you know, I'm just envious and jealous that I didn't, you know, start a letter writing campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm, I'm, so where does letter go? I didn't know that you had no idea that this contest was even happening. Did you? No. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So, oh, it's right. That's a, that's a reason why I should be humble. So here's one other thing. And this is, um, not that we would have beaten Johnny. We're not saying that. Since Why is it just Johnny? You're here too, right, Keg? I thought I was part of this podcast, wasn't I? Know, I thought I thought I thought both of us beat all the other podcasts in Connecticut. Listen, Connecticut is, is there something I don't know about? I know, I don't know, Jim Shuck. Why am I getting all the shade? You know? Well, because you're closer to him than he than I am. Oh, I, guess. I don't know. I thought we were all chums, man. I don't know how Jim. What is up, Jim? Jim. Dude, I I I hear some sour grapes. <laughs> sour grapes. Maybe we should send him. Tyler, do you make any grape sours? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, let's get them. Uh, we have a tangerine pineapple grape sour beer available right now. Yeah, yeah. A, a four pack of sours for the yeah, old we'll get great Jim we'll Sharkey. Sure. And now, why, why didn't Jim say instead of like he's envious of us? Why didn't he say he's been on our show three times? He was a part of the us. This winning. is a part of your win, man. No, this, is for, this isn't just this us, is, man. This is our win. This is for the Joy Nystroms and the Cindy Grays and the Dave Sheens. Everybody's been Amy, on our show, man. All the brewers, alpacas. Yeah, man. All the, uh, the Matt Knights, comedians. The uh, Kyle and Carol. Uh, you know, everybody who's been on our show. This is a victory for them. Absolutely. All right. All right. Sour grapes, man. Sour grapes, Jim. Jim, we'll, I don't know. We'll definitely send him a four-pack. You know what I think would be a good idea? Why don't you we, suck. Why don't we put Jim in a dunking tank at our 100th party? I think you guys. It's in December, there. though. Fuck it. Yeah. Let him freeze. All right. Fucker. Jim Sharkey in a dunking tank. I don't know. Let, fans, let us know if, uh, you know, if you want to, I don't know, what do you think, $3 a shot, bo- throw a ball? and I'll s- just throw the balls at him. Throw the balls at him. <laughs> it's worth the money right there, yeah. Absolutely. All right, Jim. What a douche. Ah, Dude, we've been cool with him all this time. No, and now, th- now he's bitter. I don't know. It, uh, he's cool with well, I love Jim. I love Jim. But, ah, damn. He even came to my birthday party. Ouch. Ouch, Jim. Ouch. Wow. The pain. The pain. No, it, just, we thought we were all friends. The only remedy for this pain would be some delicious black hog beer. And what are you drinking, Keg Kettles? I don't know, because it's almost gone. <laughs> Every time. Every time. You almost go right he, through it. He drank it so fast, you don't even know what it it's was. It's so good. <laughs> this <laughs> is the, no, you what had am the, I going to do? We all have different beers. So you had the, I uh, can't stop sipping it. Yeah, he's, I poured him the uh, the disc golf beer. We talked so much about disc golf, I thought I'd get him the disc golf beer going, which is kind of a 5.5% little lower EBV beer with so, some tangerine. So good. The tangerine, it, it's it's as if you're like actually like drinking right from that tangerine. You're taking in all those juices. 
And, you know, it's like a post. It's, it's, a, it's a post-round Gatorade, really, when it comes down to it. That's it, man. It's like an energy drink, right? <laughs> you know it. Listen, I'll take this over Gatorade. This is absolutely delicious. Ah, uh, yeah. It's very clean, and you get just just the right amount of tangerine comes through on the back end. Really nice. Uh, e- even on the sniff, you get a nice uh, tangerine. But I am enjoy- enjoying the granola brown, is it? Yes, the, the, the uh, our uh, our classic granola brown. That beer is, um, you know. We started, was it seven years ago? Yeah, almost a little over seven years ago now. And uh, my father-in-law, uh, one of our investors, I, when I would travel down from New Hampshire to visit uh, my girlfriend, who is not my wife, but uh, he was a big brown ale fan. And mm-hmm. I always bring him a case of uh, Smutty Nose Old Brown Dog because I was, I was working at Portsmouth Brewery up there as a head brewer. And at that point, it was a sister company of Smutty Nose. So I always brought him a case down, so he enjoyed it. And then... Um, he became one of our investors. I was like, don't worry, Steve. I'll make sure to have a, have a brown ale on for you. And then it became our number one seller out of nowhere, which is crazy. And it's awesome. And it won a gold medal 2016, best brown ale in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. The World Beer Cup. The so first it's like time I've awesome. ever had it right off the, the top. World. 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 World Beer world. Cup. World. Wow. Wow. And, and we're kind of, you know, kind of sitting in our own for the... Uh, the award we won here in Connecticut, but the I know, world. Come man. on, the world. Wow. I am basking in the glory of the Granola Brown. Absolutely. Yeah, this this year coming up. I mean, the World Beer Cup only happens every other year. Um, the last time it was supposed to happen, COVID happened, so it didn't happen. Um, it was weird because, like, literally, like, we sent all this, like, beer to get judged. It's, like, the most pr- pristine packaging we possibly could to go to World Beer Cup. And then they, they sent a message being like, oh, well, COVID, no one can taste it. We're going to turn it all into hand sanitizer. We're like, awesome. You know, at least it's going somewhere. So they distilled it off, made some sanitizer to help the cause. Uh, but, yeah, this, this, this summer, excuse me, yeah, this summer coming up, we'll be out in Minnesota. Minnesota trying to get our gold medal back. That's it, man. Huh. Who do we know in Minnesota? Oh, we do know someone in Minnesota, don't we? Yeah, we, know, we do. Uh, Dave, right? Yeah, Mr. Nagorski. Mr. Nagorski. Shout out to the, uh, the garage crew. Absolutely. A whole group, crew of people uh, go uh, yard to yard drinking delicious beers out in Minnesota. Oh, so. I mean, I've, I've never, you know, in my head, I've never been like, hey, I want to go to Minnesota. But, like, I feel like it's a good beer scene up there and we'll kind of get some, you know, great, drink some great beer, which is all, what it's all about. Road oh, trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've we, we got to have a road trip. Road, road trip, man. Road trip. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have extra <laughs> passes. Just come with us. I'm going to come, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So... So being up against the world with your granola brown, do you know who you were up against? Or is that something that's yeah, top I mean, secret and you just no, there's they I mean, they have to go back in time and um, look at the stuff. But they, they tell you um, they tell you basically like how many people entered the category. Right. Yeah. And then um, they, they present the, the bronze and the silver together and then they pull that off the screen and they present the gold behind that. Which wow. was it was like it was funny because we'd entered four beers that year and um, you know, pale ales and IPA, they're all up in the front end. Granola Browns and Stouts, they kind of do towards the end because no one cares about them, which they should because they're delicious. Um, yes, but they it was like, it was a really late category. So it was the last chance I had to like win any sort of medal mm-hmm. uh, that year. And I remember standing there, I was like, I saw the them come up and I was like, bronze, silver. I was like, ah, damn it, didn't get it. You know, and then I was like, Bloop. I was like, oh, I forgot about the gold. All That's right, it. let's go. Now, did the, guy, <laughs> did the guy from Japan who made the Browns say, yo, son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, those guys. I mean, the uh, 
the Japan actually has got a big brewing culture right oh, now. I they, doubt they, they've it, been man. crushing they've been crushing like the saisons and the the uh, the saison categories and the the pilsner categories for the last few years. So I mean, it's, uh, is that right? Yeah, it's weird. Like they're doing really great stuff out there. I, 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 Japanese beer. I like Japanese beer. Huh? <laughs> I do. Like Sapporo and all that stuff, man. Oh yeah, it's all good stuff. Well, I mean, the big thing is like the big the big guys. They're using they're using rice um, in their uh, mash tuns to kind of get more alcohol. Um, with a lighter, drier, easier drinking bo- body to the beers, you know, but it's also rice is one third the price of barley, so they're kind of making it a cheaper, easier beer to make in that, you know, that mindset. So, what's the other one? Karen, right? Isn't that like a Budweiser product too? Oh yeah, Karen with the the lion, the lion. Is it a lion? Uh, something like that. It's like, yeah. like a little script. Yeah, yeah. K- yeah, Kieran, Karen, yeah. Karen, yeah. Karen. I thought that was that bitch that lives next door to me that uh, calls the neighbors. Well, that's true <laughs> also. <laughs> But I think uh, K-I instead of K-A. By the way, I'm very happy, not to get off point, but uh, I'm very happy. The, the neighborhood Karen in my neighborhood is moving. Is she? Yes, yes. Hope I get some good neighbors to replace her. But I do have that one. Are you going to help her pack? <laughs> I'm going I'm to blast Metallica as loud as I can. And Are you getting Cometa yeah. in your driveway? Yeah, I should have Cometa playing in the driveway. That's it, man. We're like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. How would you find out she was going to move? Um, Jim, yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> man. Can't pick your neighbors, right? No, you can't. No, I'm how's your neighbor? In your na- how's your neighbor? Oh, awesome. My neighbor's great. I mean, he's a he's a fish head and goes to shows all the time. And we're we were quick, fast friends for sure. Fish. So you're a fish head, huh? Well, I'm a fan with a ph for sure. Um, fish with a p. Yeah. So I mean, fish. it's ph because otherwise you'd be like. <laughs> There's no gotta have the age. Yeah. Um, man. No, I, that's you know, grown college and you know, New Hampshire hippie background and and it was just uh going to festivals was like where it was at. Like going to those three day festivals, you're just camping out, hanging out, there's two shows a day and it's just there's like the shakedown street where just all people are selling goo balls and grilled cheeses trying to make their money to make their buy their next ticket. It was crazy. It was just so much fun. Are you a grateful oh, dead yeah. guy too or no? Um I enjoy Grateful Dead. I'm not one of those people that's like uh, people. There's some Grateful Dead people that hate fish, and there's some fish people that hate Grateful Dead. Do they have like uh, an annual volleyball game? Or yeah, they battle each other. <laughs> uh, water polo, you know, very high, high end. Disc um, golf. <laughs> um, no, but um, you know, my my wife loves the Grateful Dead, so we we, we play those as well around the house, and and uh, kind of, and that's that's when we have control of the Alexa, and the boys come in and play their camp songs. They call them. It's all like the most recent pop forty, like. Yeah. How old are your kids? Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're uh, uh, oh, my youngest. We got them. My youngest is turning seven in a few days. Ah, I got one of those. Um, and then uh, my eldest is eight, and he'll be turning wow nine in March. Seven or, and eight. Yeah, oh, they're seventeen months apart. No, sixteen months apart. So they're not official. Huh. From where Irish I come twins. from, that they, oh, I thought that was Puerto Rican twins. No, right? no, no. <laughs> Irish twins, Puerto Rican twins, however you want to well, say Irish it. Well, Irish is within the nine months, right? Uh, I don't know, man. No, I, it's within a year, I think they kind of... Oh, is that it's it? Called, it's called working fast and getting the job done. Oh, yeah, That's what it's called. No, like me and my wife were like, oh, we want to have a second. And then we just got super lucky that first try, nailed it. That's it? Yeah. Or rabbits, whichever comes Or first. rabbits. But yeah. That's, yep. how we, that's how I had my daughter. Because it was, hey, we're, we're not going to try... But you know we're 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 just not going to be careful. One, one shot, bang! Release the Kraken. There's Olivia. <laughs> well, we're talking about music, right? Yeah, that was it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a fish fan. 
I don't. I can't tell you if I've ever heard fish. Oh. I don't know. Down with disease? No, nah, mm. I don't know. I, I've I've heard of fish, but I honestly don't think I've ever heard a fish song. No, I mean they're not on the radio a lot. I mean the ones that make the radio were like bouncing around the room, which was just like super poppy. But like, the thing is, is like knowing, like you don't understand fish until you go see them live because they are so like. I think that's what it's got to be. They're, yeah. they're 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 they go so tangents off of their songs and then bring them back and then it's like they've actually tied three songs together over that forty-five minute period, and it's just it's just so much fun and the the vibe of the crowd and it's just it's yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about for me, and seeing them live, for sure. I mean, when I'm listening to them at home, all I think about is, like, oh, I saw this at this show, and, like, it just brings me back to that feeling, you know? Yeah, 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 and I, I know what you're talking about. Um, but, unfortunately, when we went and saw the Dead & Co., uh, actually, a few weeks ago, uh, dude, it was a snooze fest. Really? And, you know, no matter how we tried to, like, get into the jam, it was just so boring. It was so mellow, and, you know, we actually left early. Um, we left, I don't know, about halfway into the second set. But looking at the reviews from people that, that you know, were, were riffing on it, they were like, oh, the best best we've seen of, of the Dead and Company all, all these years. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, the Dead are a very jammy blues group, and then Fish is a very jammy jazz group. Where, like, the Fish, like, will go... You make a good point. Obscure, obscure. Yeah, on, yeah. Where it's like you make a very um, good point. I mean, it's uh, like the Tower Show at, at at It Festival. You know, like they did a random random set. Like there right. was this big tower that had people like cascading down the side of it, and like lights going up, and it was all this like jazzy, like jazzy noise almost. But it was just like a rocket ship was taking off, and things were, ha- and it was you know obviously I'm totally sober the whole time watching this thing, but it's just like. It, they're very like well because you had to drive home oh yeah, yeah. oh this was first night of that festival oh. yeah it was great yeah uh, but no that's like it's a yeah they're a, they're a jammy jazz based band where I feel like having that jammy blues is more like the the dead yeah man I know you're a big Beatles guy right? yeah I mean that was you know my growing up it was you know well Peter Paul and Mary my dad liked um, um the Christmas album he always used to play uh, John Denver for some reason always I remember John Cri- Denver's White Christmas by John Denver always came on when I was a kid but like the Beatles were like when my dad played the Beatles for me the first time I was like oh yeah this is where it's at for sure yeah John Denver where, where's your uh, plane crash sound oh, no 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 no, no. no too, come on too soon too soon exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, <laughs> I worked at a record store oh, in the man. 90s, and these, these ladies, they were the nicest ladies in the world. They loved John Denver, and they come and they buy whatever box set, whatever he had. And they were so excited to tell me they went to the concert. I just didn't get it. I was like, I never understood the appeal of John Denver. I always thought he was cool. He's a folk guy. I, I don't know. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. <laughs> I don't want to see my mama cry. That's one of the songs I remember from kids. It, it's, it's part of our heritage, though. <laughs> it's, it's part of us growing up. I remember the album with the Muppets and John Denver. Oh, yeah. Muppets. Man, yes. The Muppets were awesome. Yes. They, like, they, there's, no, there's no Muppets for my kids right now. There's no Muppets. I mean, they show the old ones, but no, I don't know. No, 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 but I mean, like, up, their version of Muppets. Like, you no, know, no. You know, there's no, no. like... Something I don't know. It's no, interesting. Nothing holds up anymore. No, nothing, nothing's the same. You're absolutely right. And you know when, when they tried to uh, revamp the the Muppets was that a couple years ago? Yeah, they made it and like the Office. 
<laughs> and they brought it back, but it was more adult oriented than anything else. Yeah. And it's like, how can you like put your kids in front of this and, and for them to appreciate what we appreciated back when the Muppets were actually yeah, we the were, Muppets. We were, you know, that kind of stuff. Where's that? Or now? even Sesame Street. I mean, how, how left wing, you know, Sesame Street got, it was like, come on. You know, well, they're not even they're, on public television no more, right? No, there was there was HBO, no balance. Yeah, they're on HBO. You there, was, pay to watch there was absolutely no balance. No, they do they do the re, they do the uh, the not rewinds the uh, um, you're not watching it live. You're watching the rerun. The reruns, yeah, they're doing reruns. Was on it in syndicate? Still. Syndicate, something like that. Yeah. Syndication, is that when they're doing uh, like replaying? Oh, the old ones. The I don't ones? I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm sure there's probably some new. You can find them on YouTube, stuff. probably. Yeah, but the Muppets, though, man. Come on, the band. band With the animal. Animal. and uh, yeah, who's that? Hey, band? Animal's making a big comeback in the uh, Geico commercials. Yeah, Animal in the Geico commercial. They need uh, Janice, though, for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. Man. And uh, what was the other one? Dr. Tooth? Toilet. I got to go take a pee. All right, we're going to take a, I'll tell you what. All right, we're going to take a whiz when we come back. We're going to hear more about Blackhawk. I want to hear some of the history of how the y'all got started here, the building. The name. The name. Oh, what the name's cool, a good one. What, oh, the name, definitely. Yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. And why isn't that not African-American hog? <laughs> <laughs> Inquiry minds like mine want to know. More madness when we come back on Beer Man Beer. Got the air drums going. Yeah, Tyler's jamming on the air drums. That's Cometa in the background. You can see them on December 12th at our 100th episode party at Bad Sons. Do you ever think we'd get to 100 episodes? Uh, hey, we're not there yet, so. <laughs> but did you ever think we would even accomplish 100 episodes? Mm-hmm. Or even even attempt to get close to 100 episodes? I never thought of it, but uh, it's coming. It's coming December. But you could come to Bad Sons. We'll be there 2 to 6 on December the 12th, and there'll be live comedy, live music from Kometa. We'll have all kinds of fun stuff. And beer. Beer and food. It'll be a blast. Look at him go. I was jamming on the air drums. I mean, talk about air drums. Have you ever seen the movie Adventures of Power? No. Um, it was like a, you know, one of the, uh, they did it like film festivals and stuff. Uh, Portsmouth, you know, I said it was up in New Hampshire at Portsmouth Brewery. They always do like a, a smaller version of the uh, the film festival there, and, and I saw it there, and it was crazy. And it was literally like a mockumentary of the air drumming circuit. And it's like this underground air drumming circuit. There's it's, a circuit. Yeah, well, it's it's not really there, but it's the movie is there. Um, in the it's the hilarious. I mean, Adventures of Power. If you ever get a chance to find right. it, our next movie. I'm on it. I'm on it, man. On it. What are we having to drink? Well, you know, you talked all about the, the sour grapes. I thought we would have a little tangerine pineapple grape sour in as a honor, cheers. In honor of Jim Sharkey? In honor of Jim Sharkey. Oh, for sure. Uh, Sharkey, here's, here's, here's one for Sharky. you, buddy. And by the way, shout out to Sean, the producer, for uh, giving us the proper congratulations on winning uh, Best Podcast in Connecticut 2021 Reader's Choice of Connecticut Magazine. But, you know, it's in his character to do so. Because he's a gentleman. Absolutely he's is. a gentleman. Absolutely. You know, we could use a producer. We could. 
Maybe we should steal Sean the producer. Sean, what do you think, buddy? What do you think, Sean? Why don't you jump ship? Come over here. We have beer. We're winners. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, <give you laughs> we'll put a case of Mountain Dew out for him. He, I think he only he, Sean only drinks the Mountain Dew. With That's fine. Mountain Dew's good. Well, Mountain Dew. Like we'll drink beer. Dew. You drink the Mountain Dew. All right, yeah, I'm going in man. for a sip. Go for a sip of the sour. What do we got here? Oh. Oh, you're definitely right. Wow, yeah, this, is really this is solid. Yeah, so, I mean, kind of our, our sour series we do, um, we're, not, we're not doing, we're doing a kettle sour on all of these, so the, uh, the bacterium isn't actually in the fermentation. It's all done on kettle side. And, That's uh, good. Creating that sour note. Then we fruit the ever-living Jesus out of it. But then we let that fruit ferment out, so it's, the fruit is still there in the essence of it, um, but it's it's not like super teethy. It's not like it hits you like way back in the molars, but the tartness is there just to kind of dry out the palate after the swallow and all that fruits up front. And it's just mm. we have uh, this is this is the one that came out a little while back. We, our most recent one was our blueberry muffin sour. Mm. So for the fall sour release, where we did uh, graham cracker crumbs into the mash, a little bit of cinnamon, just a touch, and then a bunch of blueberry puree into the fermenter. Ooh. That does sound good. That's like the breakfast of champions mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can go for a good blueberry muffin right now. Good blueberry there. muffin. Man, I tell you. Uh, I want to get more history on this whole Black Hog. And w- will you tell us that there's, there's what's the backstory on the name Black Hog? Oh, Black Hog. So it's a, uh, it goes way back when I was, you know, I was up in New Hampshire visiting my now wife and um, I, um, actually, no. She was my wife at this point. So we, we were we were coming down visiting for uh, Christmas, and Grandma and Grandpa watched watched our one kid. We and uh, we went out to dinner. And we're like, hey, this is pretty sweet. We can go out to dinner and not have to watch our kids. And uh, I was like, hey, maybe we should move to Connecticut. And I was like, well, I'm not moving unless I'm going to be an owner of a place. She's like, hey, you should reach out to Jason and Tom, and uh, which are my business partners. And Jason and Tom Sobosinski, um father named Tom or Big Tom as they're known in their family so Big Tom and my father-in-law worked together in like the 70s and they've been family friends the whole time and uh, Jason played soccer against my my brother-in-law you know so it's like they've just known each other and they had a really great um, well Caseyus which is now Olmo and that same space down there and you know really good restaurant vibe knew the knew the area great business sense because i would have spent all the money already by them you know so it's good to have the people that have the business sense um so i you know i dropped off a couple of the 22 ounce bombers remember those uh-huh. beer used to come in yeah. 22 ounce bombers yeah uh, from ports brewery and then you know back and forth and then and just and then tom actually facebook messaged me and said hey we're thinking of possibly open a brewery i'd love to come up to portsmouth to kind of see how the pros do it I was like, well, I'm kind of half considering moving my family to Connecticut. What are you, what are you talking about? Right. So we went back and forth, uh, you know, email, turned into a bunch of phone calls, turned into a business plan. And then nine, eight months later, we moved back. We moved down to Connecticut and um, started wow. Black Hog. But during that process was really got, we had to think of a name, mm-hmm. obviously. So you think of this amazing name and you Google it and it's already a brewery's name, you know, or like it's already a band name or it's just like there's the, to get something unique. And is there a list of ones you tried and couldn't get? Ah, I mean, I have to go way back on that, but like (laughs) there's a huge list of different names we were trying to think up. But the reason we went with black hog is like, uh, Jason, a chef by trade and, you know, masters in astronomy and like food. And, you know, so he also, he loves, um, I mean, actually, you saw them walking by here with their pumpkins, and that's the that's his whole family. But whether his wife's like getting her fourth doctorate, or she has so many degrees, it's crazy. Or it's his kid's like third birthday. He throws this like big party at his house, invites friends, family, neighbors, everyone shows up, 
there's beer, there's food, and so there's great times. To feed that many people, he likes to do like a, a pig roast and smoke a whole hog. Oh. So he has this really cool oh. smoker that he tows behind his car. That like, but the the best the best pig he uses for this is uh, the Berkshire hog, um, which is a it's a heritage breed. It has really great fat marbling. It's made to do this whole hog roast, so the, the fat sinks in and just you peel it apart and it's delicious. That pig itself has jet black hair, that and that pig's nickname is the black hog oh. so black hog brewing is food friends family beer all hanging out together and you know um the, marbling the first time mm. we met you in person we actually uh, broke bread over some uh ho- some it was cooked a pig hog. roast it was a pig yeah. roast right yeah, over at illicit over yeah. At illicit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah shout out to brian man yeah. Yeah, well brian. you and brian had done a collab right well, yeah we had done a uh, brian actually worked here before he started was over at illicit he was uh we were doing an internship program and he came through um, did his internship program here and then got the gig over to Licit. So, do we know that? Did he talk we about that? Probably but we probably know a lot of shit that we forgot. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we have to revisit <laughs> marijuana affects the memory. <laughs> <laughs> we we have to revisit that vi- that that episode. Oh no doubt. But yeah, man. no, but no. we did a we did a overfruited sour collab for that that big peer, the pig roast release. I met you guys that for sure, which was I, very good. I think the first thing I tried from you guys was the uh, your collab with. Uh, the donut place in uh, Danbury. Oh, nice. Yeah, the grounds. Yeah, we just released. Um, we're actually sold out here, but they still have some of there. The uh, Churro Donut Lager. Um, we're, we've done a couple different fun donut beers with them. Um, and they wanted more of like a fall theme, something like, you know, Oktoberfest or a lager. So they're kind of along that same vein. But it's a six and a half, excuse me, 6.2%. Probably says six in the label, but it, it came out at 6.2. Legally, we have a 0.3%. Variants, which is great, um, go through the state. Um, but it's a six percent lager with um, you know their churro donuts added to it, brown sugar, and uh, just really like lusciously sweet up front, like caramelly, and has almost like an almost like a Werther's original front end, but then this like super easy drinking clean finish on it. So they still have some available nice. over there in Danbury. You ever go down to Danbury? I was there. Well, that's when I grabbed a four pack of your beer because I just went for a donut and I like they have beer like. You have beer, and I grabbed it, and then you know. After that, it was sold out. If you're ever down there again, get me, get get us some. Yeah, I'll get some beer. Some I don't beer. be so so. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't have said me. Get yeah. <laughs> us the the royal. No, no, no. Wee. Keg wasn't from self. I was very selfish. The royal <laughs> we. <laughs> beer. Yeah. Oh, this is definitely delicious. We should do a pig roast. A pig roast. I mean, you should do it here at Black Hogs. We should do and hang out. Yeah, there should be a pig roast here every day. Yeah, let's hang out. All right. Our next gig, right, ne- next, next big party is here. We'll find a pig and we'll roast yeah. it. Yeah. All right, cool. No, I mean, just a little bit more about the history, too. I mean, it's... We love the history. We, we, we love the history. We of got breweries. super lucky where, you know, we thought of this great name of Black Hog Brewing, and then we started looking at places that were, like, available to... Open a brewery in and it's like yeah, how do you find Oxford out of uh, Well, this is this is the point where it's like we we we're looking at like spaces in New Haven and West Haven and kinda all around for like like industrial places that we could spend six to nine months to build out a brewery in. You don't want to go to West Haven. And then this place where we're in right now used to be Calvary Brewing Company, which Jason used to come up here and grab uh, he there was an English brewery. They brewed only English style ales. Had a really good ESB that Jason was selling at Casey's at the time and he would drive up here grab a half barrel bring it down and he was just like hey I'm sick of this game I want to move to New- I want to move to Florida and like take care of my my mother like I'm, I want to get out of the brewing world 
And Jason's like, so you're looking to sell the place? You know, like, what? so we basically had a meeting with him. We took and basically took over his lease, bought all of his equipment. And we literally, I walked in day one, cleaned everything. And day two, I was making beer. So it was the shortest build out ever. It was awesome. Awesome, so that's, man. That's kind of how we got into Oxford. Um, but, I mean, this space is really great for a distribution brewery because, yeah. you know, we're, we're doing probably new volume-wise, probably 95% of our beer goes out the door to distro. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it's here in the tap room. Um, but it's just kind of a, we do a lot of distribution. I mean, we're in all over Connecticut, uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. So you could go into a liquor store and pick oh, up Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah Blackhawks yeah. everywhere for sure in Connecticut. Uh, Massachusetts is one of our bigger states for sure. Up there with Homegrown, they're crushing some really good beers for us. Uh, Maine, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Delaware. Uh, we're trying to get back into New York. I was going to say, you didn't, I didn't hear um, New York in that Yeah, we're trying to get back into New York. Um, that's a whole, like... New York, you're missing out on some Black Hog beer. I mean, New York, we I were... I can understand the regulations. No, it's not a... Reg- it's more like we were we were with a, a distributor that's a Bud House, which um, in the distribution world, like, every distributor has, like, a main focus. Where, right. like, um, like, Stars, our distributor in the Southern Connecticut here, like, they're officially a Miller House because Miller's their number one brand. And then we're a part of their craft group. So we were with the Bud House, and we went down to New York, and we actually got some uh, apple fritters from a place in um, Hamden, and beautiful, like, apple fritters that paired perfectly with the Ginger Ninja and did this big presentation and, like, hmm. presented to all ginger of Ginger Ninja and the apple fritters, man. Oh, yeah, man. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, yeah, the Ginger Ninja apple fritters. Um, for, and then uh, so we had this big presentation. Everyone was all about it. And then, like, as we're walking out with all the sales staff, there's, like, some guy from Budweiser handing – salesman $100 bills go buy yourself lunch I'm like well we can't compete with that all right never mind so we had to go find a uh, a smaller distributor in New York to get our beer back there but we're getting real close we're almost there right. come on man big apple you need some uh, oh, black yeah, hog for sure um, and we're looking back to get DC too so if you know a new oh. new dis- DC distributor let me know yeah we do no right. just, just throwing you know but got, if we hear anything we'll always definitely, gotta ask. Uh, we'll, always gotta we'll definitely ask. float your name yeah we talked West Haven and we talked hogs, and I couldn't think about. Uh, oh, stop! I couldn't help. Stop! I couldn't help. Oh, no, stop! 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 West stop. Haven and hogs just reminds me of a group of girls we hung out back in the '90s called the West Haven Heavies. Mm. Sue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the heavies. Oh, anyway, where were we? We have anyway. another glass of beer next to us. Uh, what, are we, what are we tasting next? Well, yeah, I mean, every time we started recording, he finished the beers. I made sure to bring two so we can have something going on. So the next one's part of our coffee shop series. So it's my fault that no, we're no, drinking no. too No, no, I wanted to enjoy it as well. So, no, but no, it's we, part of our coffee it, shop series. It's so. nobody's fault that we drink a lot of beer. Yeah, so we basically take our, uh, our coffee milk stout as the base and then play off of that and add some, like, uh, delicious f- stuff to it. So in this one we're drinking right now is the, the PSL, the Pumpkin Spice Latte. So it has that... All that coffee shop pumpkin spice latte, um, lactose background, all the pumpkin spice in there. Um, perfect it's, for this time of the year. But you did set me right, though. When I said I smelled pumpkin, you said no. In fact, you smell the cinnamon. You smell no, all right. the other spices. Yeah, because pumpkin you, has no flavor or pumpkin smell. Has, yeah, right? so what you, when people say you smell pumpkin, you're actually smelling the cinnamon, nutmeg, and allspice of the pumpkin spice that goes into your pumpkin pies. Yeah. But I thought when I cut open that pumpkin to carve it, I thought it does give off a certain smell, though. Yeah, that that's a real tough smell to carry into a glass of beer, for sure. But no, that freshly cut pumpkin um, does have an aromatic, but it's the bulk of what you're smelling within pumpkin beers, for sure, is that, that spice blend. But it does smell like a nice pumpkin but this, pie. You, you get so much smell just putting the glass to your lips, and the smell is amazing. Actually, this and would be a great air freshener in my truck. 
Sir, uh, have you been drinking? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've been drinking the good shit, <laughs> officer. Right. Yeah, so. Want some? <laughs> and yeah, the next one behind this I'm super excited about is our uh, um, the Gingerbread S'mores Coffee Shop series. Whoa. So, yeah, so it's got that gingerbread, which, I mean, has some similar spice characteristics as this one, but a little leaning a lot harder on that ginger note. And then it's got marshmallow and chocolate out in there, too. So that's kind of our winter man, version. who could ask for anything more, man? That's a, that's a Christmassy beer right there, huh? This is solid. This is, this is amazing. This is, man, every, everything we had here is, is good so far. And, uh, but this, man, you taste, you taste the whipped cream, right? The I, cool whip. The cool dude, whip. I get the Cool Whip, man. You get the cool, we've been waiting for the Cool We had a Cool Whip beer before we, ever did a, before we ever did a podcast. We had a pumpkin beer that tasted like Cool Whip, and we're like, we need a... We need that it cool had, whip it had every every component of a pumpkin pie, including the Cool Whip. Cool. And it was at a, a place called uh, the Tap Room down in New York City. New York City. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, this pumpkin beer was just amazing, and we can never find it ever again. It was. No. It, it, it's like a unicorn. It was before we were writing down everything we drunk. You know. <laughs> no, it's funny. I mean, like the the pumpkin the pumpkin style, you know, went through its heyday forever ago, and like with you know Shipyard Pumpkinhead and all that, you know. And it was like the, everyone had to make a pumpkin, and it was out there really hard at distro. You saw it hit the shelves like August to one. You know, it's crazy. You know, um, it's there's still some seasonal shift a little bit on the distribution world where it's you have to brew two or three months ahead of it, so the distributors have it so they can put it on the shelf. Sure. But it's getting a little better. But it's still like uh, for some reason the fall seasonals everyone wants wants to see like. Mid-August, people are going to start looking for the pumpkin beers and the, yeah. the Oktoberfest. So, how do you that. feel about the the middle of October right now? It's still the weather from uh, from August. I know it's, it's crazy, it's killing yeah. me, dude. Yes, it was so freaking hot. Yeah, my balls were stuck to the side of my leg all day, man. It was horrible. Didn't even know that, but anyway, yeah, anyway, you know, I was in uh, Shoprite the other day. Lo and behold, wrapping paper. There it is. Oh yeah, seasonal shift. Yeah. It's wrapping paper. Come on now. Enough is enough. Oh, of Christmas trees are probably at Target now and all that. Yeah, yeah they probably built their section of August, Christmas yeah. trees. Yeah, I mean, home, yeah, Home Depot has the whole Christmas. The Halloween section's gone. It's all Christmas stuff now. Sad man. Christmas tree shops is selling menorah candles. <laughs> you know, stuff's getting crazy. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> the menorah reference, great. I love it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is delicious. That, I, 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 I'm I sorry, but I can't keep this down. No, go for it. I Enjoy keep it. it up. Enjoy it. So, what are the kind of events you got coming up? Or, uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we're recording during our pumpkin painting party, which is kind of fun. Uh, we had a bunch of family stuff going on here. Um, coming up, uh, we have a, tour dri- a toy drive happening um, in December for we're raising, you know, getting some toys and, and uh, sending them over to kids in need. Um, bring in an unwrapped toy and get yourself a pint of beer or a, a extremely discounted no. pint of beer because officially yeah. I can't say Send a free the kids pint of beer. Toys. Send um, the adults the beer. Yeah, so you come and you get a pint of beer for every toy you drop off along the way. And if you want us to promote that, we can promote it on our page too. Yeah, it'd be yeah, great. Absolutely. I'll forward you all the info on that. And then uh, our big one um, we do every year, well, we didn't do last year because of COVID, is our, our barrel-aged beer fest. I'm super excited about It's uh, January 15th, uh, but it's uh, inviting... I, last year was 23, or again, I keep saying last year, two years ago, was 23 breweries that came through, uh, each one having a um, you know couple, one or two different uh, barrel-aged offerings. And we fill up our entire tap with, with barrel-aged offerings and uh, limited tickets to come in. It's all, like, and we just take over this entire, my entire brewing space. 
Like yeah. where we're where we're sitting right now is we part of it, and it's it's a really fun event. And um, you know, there's a discounted room rate over the Wyndham five minutes away because a lot of the barrel aged beers are a little higher ABV. We want everyone to be safe and go, you know, get a hotel room for the night. And um, that's very responsible. Yeah, for sure. Do that. That's for awesome. Sure. Um, but no, that's definitely a really fun one. And I I, I lean on a lot of my friends from uh, the brewing world that I've you know hooked up with over the ten plus years I've been a brewer and bringing down people from like New Hampshire and Maine and Massachusetts and a bunch of breweries. So it's a, it's a really fun time. So that's kind of, you guys should definitely come down for that one. Oh, we will. Oh, we'll be there. No doubt. No doubt. Tell you what, we're going to take a, we're going to take a little break as I'm going to pee. And, uh. What's with you guys? Uh, you know, uh, Tiny we got old man bladder. Oh. Old man bladder. I'm just, I'm peeing out the 12 beers I had last night right now. That's what's going on. Some more beer, man, beer, tunes, brews, and fun when we come back. Oh, yeah. Having a blast at Black Hawk Brewing Company. We are backstage where all the beer happens. Tyler's with us. He makes all the delicious beer here. In Oxford, Connecticut. And there's horses here. Yeah. There's some beautiful horses, man. No, no, we're, uh, there's actually the, the uh, Larkin Bridle Trail. It's like one of the old rails to trail, the old railroad bed converted into a running path slash bridle trail. There's a couple side shoots right off of that. They'll get you uh, one will get you to the disc golf course, and the other one will get you right to Blackhawk Brewing's front door. Excellent, excellent. Man. That's a good trail. Hell of a trail. Oh man. yeah. A trail. What do you got going on over here? You got a ta- You have a tray full of all kinds of. Oh glasses. yeah. So we did. Um. You know, we were drinking a lot of beers. I thought we'd tone it down a little bit and get a little hard seltzer. So. Um, hard seltzer. So we didn't. You know, as Blackhawk Brewing, we didn't come out with Blackhawk Brewing hard seltzer, uh, because in our minds, people who drink beers you know don't in theory drink seltzers you know some people do but then people who follow seltzers don't all don't follow the beer world so we came up with our own brand called uh hum it's a uh organic um hard tea seltzer with real fruit added to it so um the, everyone asks well how much caffeine is it it's not enough tea to actually get a like a caffeine reading i'm using the tea more as a flavor component where uh, a lot of the seltzers you have out there are just sickly sweet um and like just taste like sweet bubbly water with flavorings added to them so i wanted to make a little bit more craft version of them where the using the tea gives you a little bit of like astringency and some body to it and then the real fruit comes through in the end oh, or if you're yeah. a white claw it tastes like garlic on the back end garlic really dude it's bad i don't i don't understand how people can drink white claw because it's really gross i mean if you gotta you gotta be down with the claws bro no, you are you down with the claws that's some lady drink man Oh, this looks deli- clear. It looks like a Sprite. So, yeah, this one is our uh, our, our hum citrus, I call it. But it's a uh, organic boncha green tea with a uh, tangerine, lemon, and lime blend in there. So, it's a... Uh, I mean, it's delicious. Yeah. Does it taste like garlic on the back end? No. That's a beautiful thing, then. That's a good thing. Yeah, so it's just one of those, you know, 
poolside beers in the summer or excuse me poolside seltzers in the summer um the the citrus here is available at trader joe's in connecticut right now as well but we have all three brands available at the brewery to purchase uh so citrus would be the first one we do have a um organic ginger oolong and peach it's just delit one of my f- first personal favorites um that one's kind of like the oolong tea is a chinese tea gives you a little smokiness kind of like think a little bit like grilled peaches while you're having that one and then the uh the organic earl gray with black cherry so this one the color on this is awesome um black cherry tea excuse me the earl gray tea has kind of like cherry notes to it as it is so kind of playing off those cherry notes adding the black cherry puree to it as well so this is really good this is is good all right keep them cracking keep them cracking we got little small glasses so i want to make sure to get get you a taste of everything that is really good so yeah we'll throw you now we're on the peach yeah this is going to be the peach Peachy man, peachy. Look at that. Hear that pour? That it's all great. about the pour. But yeah, the peach here with that the the. Oh, you definitely tea. get the, the peach on the on the front. All right, I love a peach beverage that tastes like peach. You got a nice. So many times you get teased with the peach, but you know you don't actually taste the peach flavor. But this is the flavor is definitely in. You there. definitely smell it. I haven't tasted it yet. But yeah, I mean peachy these keen, these are officially um, they're five and a half percent, so they're not the hundred calorie mark. That is Every, solid. Yeah, every, everyone in the Celta world is like always worried about that hundred calorie mark. It's kind of like, like for distribution and stuff like that. We didn't want to focus too much on that. I wanted to make a quality product first and foremost. So these come out of like one hundred and twenty-five calories, so it's a little higher. Calorie How many count. carbs? Zero. Everything ferments out. You oh, got zero carbs. Yeah, zero, no, no carbs, man. No fat. No. Oh, excuse me, that's a lie. It's three three grams of carbs. One percent of your daily intake here. Oh, you could burn that off by like yeah. a. a, a Opening your next beer, we're not <laughs> I think you're right. You know, twelve ounce curls, two more of carbohydrates. Get going. This is great. Well, yeah, I wanted to make sure to get you guys to try these ones as well. Well, this one has a, has a nice uh, red hue. It almost looks like transmission fluid. There. It mm. is quite refreshing. Yeah, the black cherry is a sleeper as well. Black cherry. Look at that. That looks delicious. Mmm. The smell alone. Oh, sniff alone, man. Oh, let me slam this peach before I drink the cherry. Yeah, so uh, I want definitely want to because um, I mean it, it does say because it doesn't say Black Hog Brewing all over it, but it, it's brewed and canned at Hum Seltzer in Oxford, Connecticut, which is us. So we make this. It's made here, made in house. Oh, uh, so it's and like we, uh, on the down low from. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like it's our. It's, we make it as one of our brands, but it's just not promoted as Black Hog. And you know that big ant, uh, ad campaign right now that Budweiser uh, Budweiser is going through of Bud Light, where they're like covering up the word Bud Light because people are confusing their Bud Light seltzer with beer. Really? We avoided it, which is great. We didn't even know we were going to do I, it. It worked out great. I did not know about that. No. Yeah. Hey, John, when was the last time you had a Bud or a Bud Light? I had a Bud Light at one of the last concerts we were at because it was the only option because due to COVID, there's not a lot of craft beer at concerts. And you uh, Westville Music Bowl. There's a ton of craft beer at Westville Music yeah, Bowl. Yeah, well, we had a couple of canned IPAs I wasn't into, so... Yeah, those canned uh, IPAs sucked. I, I, I want to believe I, we were at the Slipknot concert. I, ha- I had a Bud Light. Mm. I didn't enjoy it, but uh, it was... <laughs> it was cold. It tasted, tasted, tasted like a Poland spring water to me after all the beers we had on the podcast. So that Westville Bowl, there are a lot of jam bands come down there, huh? Yeah, I, just, I actually just saw the Trey, Trey Anastasio band there. Great show. So that was once a uh, a tennis court, correct? Yeah, it was the Pilot Pen. The used Pilot to, Pen used to be there. Yeah, my. Uh, and now they converted it to a yeah. to a, a concert venue. Yeah, right? and it's like it's well set up because it was set up for 
fancy tennis people, so there's plenty of clean bathrooms and a lot of space, and you know, and, and there's just the whole bowl coming down onto it. Mm. But it's a uh, mm, fancy um, tennis people, fancy tennis people, as it were. Uh, but no, it was, you know, the sound the sound was awesome when I was there. It was you know, great great vibe for sure. And uh, they put on, yeah, Trey put on a great show. So you're an obscure sports guy. Well, how do you feel about pickleball? Ah, pickleball. <laughs> no, honestly, pickleball oh is huge goodness. right now. My buddy's a tennis pro. Um, and he's doing a lot of pickleball. There's actually an indoor pickleball court around the corner yeah. from here um, that I want to hook up with and get some beer over there. But it's 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 that obscure. It's the next growing like tennis is out. Pickleball. Do is you in. know where there's an there's an outdoor pickleball course? No. Three feet from my house. Oh yeah. Because the town of Milford decided to build one three feet from my house. So every morning I wake up. To a, oh, that's it. That's what I hear. Yeah. Six a.m. Because those. <laughs> Those blue-haired sixty-year-olds are out there. Well, they, they don't have to run playing? as much. They go, I know. Ah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Pickleball is where it's at, though. So, how did you counteract? You know what was I going on. Try. I have humongous speakers that I use for comedy <laughs> shows, and I crank the loudest heavy metal I possibly can at the pickleball courts. But it seems like they like it, and they just keep playing. Well, they keep going. <laughs> they keep playing. It gets them hyped up. I love it. No pickleball. No, pickleball. it's it's the it's the next yeah obscure sports. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end sports. up throwing down and buying a hundred and fifty dollar racket and just join can't beat him join him yeah, just can't beat him join him yeah. That's it, man. Go run go go play for money and run the run them run them out. Uh, I know. Uh, you want to do it? Yeah, well, let's play. Let's play. Fuck it. They're right there. Let's play. Oh, I owe a dollar to the jar because I used the f word. When was the last time you used that jar? <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a, a long time. time. We we'll have to check with Brandy. Does she even listen? I hope so. Yeah, I don't know. Where is Brandy? Good beer. Well, I'm checking with Brandy. So. This is some delicious. This is a seltzer. This is, not this is great right seltzer. Yeah. It's the hum seltzers. Yeah. So. I'll drink this. Yeah. And it's one of those, you know, there's people that are out there counting calories and yeah. still want something delicious. That's where it's at for sure. Oh, yeah. But the White Claw sucks. You're not into White Claw, Dick. I'm not. No. It really it has like a really bad aftertaste. I don't know. It's probably yellow number 17. I, I prefer a beer over a seltzer anyway, but these are delicious. Yeah. You know what I'm dying to try? <laughs> you got a can of this blueberry muffin. Oh, yeah. I saw one. When I was getting these in the cooler, I found <laughs> yeah, one of those. I saw one of those. Oh, crack it open. There's we, we, plenty we, of glasses. Let's crack it. Let's, crack it. let's, let's have let's some. Go. Go. Let's have this crack blueberry muffin open. sour. Crack it open. Oh, that, that sounds amazing. Look at, look at that. It looks like blueberry. Look no, at that. No, there's three... 55-gallon drums of blueberry pay to went into this one. So wow. she's blueberry forward for sure. <laughs> wow. It smells delicious. Look at this. Look at this. This is. Oh, the, my goodness. This looks like a blueberry pie in a glass. I mean, that's the goal, right? That's it. Okay, yeah. Here we go. Cheers. Mm. Are right, you in? Ooh. What? Yeah. So good. Thank you. That is a good sour. Yeah, definitely. So many sours that we could have Jim Sharky try. This doesn't even taste like a sour. No, it tastes like just... Delicious blueberry puree. All, all you get is the blueberry. Yeah, the fruit just kind of takes over the sourness Absolutely. completely, which is nice. I was a little worried because there is like blueberry itself. If you can overdo it, it gets a little smoky and like phenolic, which if you go way over the top. But we caught it right at the edge where it's not there, which is great. You're turning violet, violet. This is like you just just bit into a nice a nice uh, blueberry muffin. That's it. You kind of get that. that a lot uh, of breakfast that, that beers here, Blackhawk. Biscuity, yeah, they're all breakfast. I mean, that's that, I mean, that's kind of the big push. A lot of people are doing the uh, like really over the top sweet, like sweet stouts are a big fan right now. Fruit forward stuff. A lot of people are doing the fruit, cold fruiting. It's called where you add the fruit but don't let it ferment out. Get a big fruit characteristic to it. But that's something where 
I just those those become can bombs on the shelf. In any refermentation, it'll just explode and be crazy. So now, I, being a huge fan of pairing food with beer, are you a cook yourself? Do you, do you yeah, cook? I love cooking. I mean, I'm I'm like I'll, I'll cook. I cook for my boys every night and my wife, and then uh, I love breakfast is one of my favorite things to cook oh, ever. Bre- I love breakfast cooking breakfast. So good, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. I mean, growing up, you know, pizza joint like restaurants stuff. I was always like behind the scenes cooking things, and uh, those were like my first few jobs. But I really enjoy. Before I found making beer I, in college, I just loved cooking food because it was kind of creating and mixing and having that out. For What's sure. your favorite omelet? Favorite omelet? I'm really bad at omelets making them. No way. I, I do. I do more of like the the scrambles with like all the different stuff added into them. But um, if I was to make an omelet, I'd start with just the onions on the bottom, like cold pan, olive oil, uh, medium heat, so it would slowly kind of sweat them out and then almost caramelize them. Then I throw all that stuff on top of the caramelized onions, let it bake out, a little bit of a uh, little bit of bacon in there, and just go to town. Bacon uh, and onion for sure. No cheese. I mean, of course there's cheese on. I mean, I thought that was a given. What you know? kind of cheese? I mean, American cheese. My kids love, and it's not even a real cheese, right. which is annoying. But I have I have American cheese in the house because my kids like the fact that it melts in really good. And I put it in Love their American scrambles. Cheese. Cheese. But it's if you look at the package, it says cheese product. It's not yeah. even a cheese. But like, well, it all depends on are you unwrapping it or are you actually going <laughs> to the deli? Get deli. You got to be patriotic. Go with the American cheese, right? No, but no. But I'm not into Swiss. Well, hold on. You got to go with the Vermont sharp sharp cheddar all day. That's where it's at for sure. And even sometimes the extra sharp. The extra sharp be going all the way. Maybe throw some cheese curds in there. Yeah. Get a food boner. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is all the dynamite, man. Who's that? Now, I need some more tunes from Tyler. Because you got to pee? Tyler's got to pee. Tyler's got to pee. <laughs> He's running, too. Wow. Tyler, 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 can you? Should have waited until you got to the bathroom, Tyler. Yeah, he was running. He's going, he's going. Oh, Tyler, he must go all the way. Oh, man. All right. Tyler's coming back soon. And, uh, John, man, this has been so much fun. Uh, this is this feels like home. It, it does. Like home. It does feel like home. I feel, I feel like there's a reason why we won Connecticut's best. <laughs> man, you just you, you Best just won. podcast. You just want to keep rubbing it in Sharky's face, huh? No, I don't rub anything. I love Sharky, man. Should we send I him like Sharky. like like a certificate? He needs like a, a like a participation. You know what? I tell you what we'll do. What's that? We will sign one of our photos. Oh, we'll send it to him of me, you, and Bree in the cartoon. Okay. Maybe we'll get Bree to sign it too. All right, we can do that. And uh, we'll send it to Jim. But will uh, he post it or burn it? Uh, hopefully, he hangs it on the wall like we hung his picture of him and Pat Oates. On our studio wall. Oh, yeah. Pat Oates is not the donkey. No, no. We put the donkey picture over Pat Oates' face yeah, because we yeah. didn't look at Pat Oates all day. Yeah, you're but, right. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. I should have went at the break, but I was just so excited about the hums. I had to get them out. All right. All right. What the hell is going on? There's too much. Well, thanks for coming back. Oh, anytime. All right. We're here. We need tunes, man. We drink a beer. Tunes. We got to talk tunes. Now, we know you love fish. Yes. We know you love the Beatles. Keg Kettles and myself, not huge <coughs> Beatles guys. No. 
Not, 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 not really. big Beatles. We, we never fans. jumped on the. I, I couldn't tell you what Beatles song is on what album. Mm-hmm. And I know people to this day love the Beatles, play it all the time. I never downloaded the Beatles. But song. I can tell you, like the most favorite album. What's that? The White Album. Everyone's favorite. Everybody talks about the White Album. Is that like a greatest hits or something, or is that no, just, no? just a? It's just a white. It's album. got all the beautiful it's, album. It's yeah. got all the tunes, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just that's from growing up and stuff, and what my dad would play, and just like I'm all over the board music wise. I mean, it's it's great because of the brewery, because we you know we listen to music all day while we're brewing beer, um, and I love just like letting anyone else run them, and whatever they're playing, we get to get introduced to stuff. I mean, um, the. The, the newer I'm trying to get more like Radio 1041 that's kind of like my go-to in in the car just to have that on sure for like, sure like the the alt rock because it just brings me back to like when I was a kid when I was listening to the alternative rock yeah. stuff and there's some of the newer alt rock stuff coming out it's pretty interesting uh, the kids are like big into like they chain smokers and stuff like that and like uh, huh? um, and they play that all the time so like I know a lot of their songs right now um, but that's yeah. a band yeah the chain smokers did you know that Johnny Yes, I do. I think I have a song. Yeah. Um, but no, it's um, but it's 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 just it's so fun for me to like listen to my boys like sing all the lyrics to songs because they're like into it. You know, like holy shit, you like this is what you want to listen to, and you're like want to listen to it. That's again. the coolest thing when your kids. Oh yeah. Listen to the music that you liked. Yeah, and um, and especially taking your kids to concerts. I have yet to do that. There I want is to something so bad. really awesome about well, that. Well, we had a cool experience. We brought Keg's kids to the Slipknot concert. Oh, there you go. And they all had uh, the opportunity to go down to the pit. No, really? And it was awesome. Yeah. My son was like, his head was like just completely destroyed yeah. because of the opportunity that he had. And my daughter, me and my daughter went down and, and she experienced the mosh pit. And uh, ju- just to see them at the show... And just their experience alone was 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 money well spent. No, I need I need it to do awesome. that for sure. I mean, I remember when uh, my kids were really young, we used to do like uh, the naked dance parties before bed because we'd like I put fish on uh, the Pandora station. The kids would just be like naked dancing around. I'm like, all right, get your energy out, and then we'll go take a tubby and go to bed. This is great, you know. So me and my wife just called them the naked dance parties because that's just it was our thing we did to get get their energy out, you know. Pants off, dance off. Pants off, dance off every time. Oh, no doubt, man. No doubt. My son is actually uh, playing the the bass in his uh, school band. Not, not the bass like... Like stand-up bass? Yes. That 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 $100 a month yeah. uh, rental fee for the gigantic bass that's bigger than him. I mean, $100 a month? How much does anything cost to buy? I don't know. I, mean, Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> But he's got it, man. He's he's jamming out. Oh. I, I, I love. I mean, I wish I played. I, I played bass uh, when I was like thirteen. I played in like. I tried to be in a rock band and all that stuff. But uh, and then what happened? Um, I I, I went into comedy and I decided. Uh, you know, telling embarrassing stories about myself was much easier than uh, jamming out to some uh, tunes. But what is that one significant thing that happened? Oh, oh. You're referring to the time that I was electrocuted. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. oh that time I was electrocuted? Oh, yeah. that's what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. I, um, so, so what happened, Johnny? Um, uh, m- m- my sister had a chow, <laughs> a, a, a big dog, right, that peed on everything. And decided one day to pee on my bass amp. Nice. And when I went to turn it on, I got a big old zap from the... Uh, I was like... <laughs> 
<laughs> and I got electrocuted for my bass amp. There because, you go. Uh, my sister's dog peed on it. It's a great story. Yeah. Uh, amazing story. Uh, it hurt. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's like. I mean, that's that's some serious voltage. It's an honest right? story. It really <laughs> happened. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. That's all right. Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> Oh, now, whenever Johnny goes up to a to a light switch, he he, he hits it and runs. Hits and runs, yeah. <laughs> You're a big Nirvana guy, huh? No, I mean, yeah. That, that that's you know, like I said, that's when I was when I was a younger kid. That was where it's all out. All right, so what do you think, Nirvana or the Foo Fighters? What do you think? Oh God, I mean, the 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 lead singer of the Foo Fighters looks a lot like the drummer from Nirvana. Which little is bit, weird. little you know, bit, so uncanny, <laughs> so uncanny. Um, so I gotta go Nirvana because of that. Um, but no, it's it's just. I just, you know, smelled like Teen Spirit and like this first came out and like in utero and like that live album they did the new the live New York album they did was like so great. Funny story was I was in my basement sophomore year high school junior year high school. He had the big old um, the seat the the six disc on top of the changer that would just rotate around and like one of them was the in utero album. Well, you're going back. And then, uh, so we had, uh, I was playing that, and my mom was walking down the, st- I was sitting there playing um, 10, 1080 on video game system there on the, uh, the, the snowboarding game. My mom was walking down the stairs to do laundry, and she hit the stair right next to the thing, and it skipped, and it was like, rape me, rape me, rape me. And my mom goes, boop, and just walked upstairs with it. Never saw that album again, but uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, so I was, that was, yeah. Oh no, that was good. That was great. That's a great embarrassing story. Very embarrassing totally, story. Totally. Um but no, it's something so I try to keep that in my mind where it's like my kids are funny and where they sing songs that have the word like crap in them or something like woo I'm like, I don't worry about it. You're fine. You'll no, figure it out later. Sure, sure. Um but yeah, so the Nirvana was just like what got me in the grunge scene and like I don't know, I just, and, but then I transitioned from that into the jam band scene. You know, that was the big, like, I went that way versus going metal. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of the people that I used to listen to the grunge scene with, like, with more metal side. And, um, but I don't know, I just, I like. Are, yeah, are you a metal so, guy? Is, is, is there a metal band you like? Or? No. I mean, I, no. one of my, my new head brewer is huge in the metal. He's trying to get me into it. And um, I'm trying, he's playing some stuff, but it, I haven't, like, you know. All I know is like uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, with Cannibal Corpse is playing in the background. You know, like that's what's the, your <laughs> um, what's your embarrassing music that you like that you don't want to admit you like. Um, it's got to be something. Enrique Iglesias. Look at that! All yeah, right, let's all go right. all the way. Um, no, I'd like. I would be a jot hero, baby. Yeah, so. I would kiss away the pain. No, we had uh, <laughs> me, me and my me and my college roommate. We always used to have like we used to like secretly dance to the One Night Stand song. You know, um, I mean, I enjoy. Classical, classical is great. Like decompression music, sure. Uh, just like on the way home, just like just let the yeah. let everything go and I just have totally just, know it, what you're getting. It, it takes you at like in this journey, and yep. it's just there's just it's just music. There's no vocals. There's no nothing. Light uh, of the bumblebee, baby. Oh uh, well, that's a little aggressive classical, but you know. Um, but yeah, and then like you know, I took um, I took uh, intro to ballroom. Um, I took uh, ballroom two. I took uh, Latin one dance and Latin two dance, so like, I enjoy like you know triple step swing stuff. Oh, you're like, a dancing you know, guy. I right? like dancing. Do you like the Zumba? I I mean I've done some Zumbaing in the past yeah. with the wife for sure. 
You a Zumba instructor? I, I was. Yeah, uh, yeah. You heard of the episodes, Let's right? Go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love me some Zumba. Um, no, but like you know, my my goal at every wedding. Oh man. The, so the key is if you you know, the goal if you go to a wedding, you dance with all the um the the bride's aunts because mm-hmm. they all want to dance, but their husbands don't. So you can get on right. every single video of every single wedding by dancing with the aunts. All right, my bladder is about to explode. Talk some more music. No, we'll go. talk more music. Let's talk more music. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean like. And then, like, you know, when I was delivering pizzas in high school, the, the pizza chef um, was a, a DJ and got me into, like, 90s techno. You know, really? like, so it's just, like, you know, the trap and the house and all that. Like, he was like, he was like, oh, listen to this. So, so I was like, I'm driving around Concord, New Hampshire, and my Saturn, 91 Saturn delivering pizzas, just listening to 90s techno. You know, Chemical Brothers, you know, like, the, all the good stuff. So I'm like, my music selection is all over the board, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the same thing with us. You yeah. know, we, we listen to all kinds of stuff. And uh, we were actually talking about, and th- this is strange, but sometimes we talk about Nuke is on the Block on the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're doing a mixtape tour. So it's Nuke is on the Block, it's En Vogue, and Salt and Peppa. Oh. And there's actually another band that's playing with them. But they're coming to Mohegan Sun. So Johnny texts me one day, he goes, hey, you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, yeah <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So I don't know. I got we got to see what the tickets are, but it's up in Mohegan Sun. It's kind of far away, but then again, you know, we can go up there and then crash at a hotel or whatever, yeah. and uh, go from there. No, Mohegan is. Uh, I mean, casinos in general. It's like, it's so like. I remember I, I ran like a little. Uh, I was the dealer of the blackjack table at my house in college, and we always used to play black uh, hold'em. You know, Rounders was out. Oh, sure. Love Hold'em, you know. So it was like, we played a lot of Texas Hold'em, and like I was the house for our blackjack tables. And, like, so I did a lot of gambling in high school. Um, you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But, like, every time I go to an actual casino, I, I'm, I just, the only time I've done well is my uh, bachelor party because everyone gave me money. And I'm uh, like, oh, it's not my money. I can it's actually. It's always good. I can, I can bid, I can bet correctly to. Make everything make sense, and I did really well. But every sure. time it's my own money, it's just like I'm like, ooh, I can't, I can't double there, and it's just like I don't know. It just feels different. Got to, I guess, got to be a little looser on the table. On a dark summer's evening, on a train bound. Hey, you want to go see Nuke's on the Block? Of course. Let's do it. Let's do well, it. Let's, how much are their tickets? I don't, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, we'll find it. I mean, Salt and Pepper, I heard too. I no, and Vogue is the opening act. But salt, the salt, funky divas. Yeah. But Salt and Pepper's playing salt too, and, Pe- and uh, Rick Astley. Oh, Rick. Rick Astley, that's it. That's the one guy I couldn't think of. That's it. That'd be a freaking hoot, man. We gotta go. That'd Let's be go. so stupid go. to go. Why not? Let's go. <laughs> hey, guess what? It's my turn. Why would we not want to go? Because there's too many girls there? Or come on. No, it'd be perfect. <laughs> no, and you, can be, oh. you can be like, I want a man, I want a man. Everybody's, take, a man. everybody's <laughs> taking a turn peeing because we've had we too do. many We drank a few beers. beers. We had a few beers. Who is Ween? Who's Ween? I don't know oh who Ween is. Oh, my God. They're awesome. Um, they um, they originally, uh, their first album, well, their first touring, they they basically huffed Scotchgard and got really fucked up and made crazy noises and recorded it. I need a dollar in the jar now, right? No, 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 oh. no. The guests never had the pay. Okay, cool. So oh, they, yes. they, they made all these crazy noises, and then Dean and Gene Ween would travel with these noises playing in the background and you know, play music over it. So, like, they're very avant-garde, like, over the top. What's their hit song? Um, they, I mean, hit song? Um, 
Buenos Tardes Amigo, uh, Baby Bitch. I've um, heard of Ween, but I don't yeah. think I've actually heard Ween. Um, the, um, I mean, they have Stallions Part 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 on one of their albums, which is crazy. Um, and it's just like half the song is like, I am the Stallion, man. And it's just like, they did a, they did a, a Solid Gold Country album where they played, they basically like had 12 songs, country songs, just to make fun of country and released it. You know, they're just off the wall and hilarious. I love oh, them. Fun, man. But yeah, they definitely, but they're, uh, they're, they're the, uh, the, how jazz, how you know, jazzy fish is like, they're like way, uh, way out, way out there. Really like jazzy. very jazzy, like over the top. Do you have a jazz artist you like the most? Or? No, I mean, no, I don't. Cause I don't, I don't follow jazz proper enough <laughs> to have a great jazz artist to know. But like ween is just like, they're, um, like Buenos Tardes Amigo, like the whole Chocolate and Cheese album. Is, Chocolate and Cheese. That's that like, sounds good right about now. That's oh, yeah. that's 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 the album that got me into Ween. It was Chocolate and Cheese for sure. Um, and then the Mollusk, and then you know El Cucaracho, which is their 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 newer release. But yeah, it's a uh, Ween is fun. They're uh, they odd, they oddly sing a lot about like diseases, like they have a spinal meningitis, AIDS. Like I don't know, it's like weird. Like they sing about them, but like. Who doesn't oh. like a good song about AIDS? <laughs> Hold on, MOD, man. Yeah. Who's MOD? Method of Destruction? <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. Come on. A I D S, Alien Inflicted That Sentence. I don't know what they're talking about, man. Dude, MOD? No. Oh, we got to hear some MOD on the way home, man. Here's a jazz guy I like. Now, don't get them confused with SOD. You know this guy, right? This is fun. Yeah. yeah that's good times, right? This is like almost triple step swingy. Backstab. He's going to start dancing. That's my man, Georgie Flame. And no, Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames. Nice. You never listen to MOD? No. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to hear some MOD say, on the way home, man. All right. Yeah, the ween, the boognish. That's like there. That they're ween, own, man. They're ween. I've never that. heard of Ween. They're great. They're fun. They're real fun. Um, but yeah, oddly sing a lot about diseases, which is really weird. But like... My pancreas. No. Like, Buenos Tardes Amigo is all about this this brother trying to hunt down the killer of his older brother. And it's like this big um, like Mexican guitar in the background. And then the, he finds him and then actually could tell tell his brother that you know it was it, he finds the guy and then he tells the guy he was actually he's the one who killed him and then kills him anyways you know they're so dark. it's a story yeah it's a whole their their lyrics there's a story it's like everything has a story behind it it's fun oh yeah oh like gazelle but yeah so okay. what's um besides your own brewery which is amazing what are some of your favorite breweries that's, I mean, that's such, that's such a loaded question. I mean, breweries are fun. I mean, it's every, not to offend anybody. Everyone you know, in Connecticut is making great, favorites. great beer for sure. Like, and the Connecticut scene has grown oh, tremendously, yeah. exponentially, like crazy. I mean, wow. we when we opened, I think we were the fifteenth brewery in the state. Is that it? Wow. Really? Oh, really? Now it's what, 130, yeah? Yeah, 130, 135, 140, 150, depending how you're counting. I don't know, um, 200. Which is crazy to see how, like, and I mean, it's great because people's palates are growing and evolving and drinking great beers. But, I mean, I got to go, like, I mean, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is my desert island beer. Like, so Sierra Nevada itself, 
Um, I loved them before I went out to brewing school at UC Davis. And That's kind of like the original. Yeah, they're sense. just like the OGs, like. Yeah. Because I was drinking it back in the yeah. 90s, back back before it was, like, cool. Yeah, and that's back when they made, you know, they made hops popular, you know. Yeah. Which is, yeah. like, you know, you know Sierra, um, Sierra Nevada was out west, and then the um, uh, Sam Adams out east. But Sam Adams was doing more, like, the lager-based stuff, and Sierra Nevada was doing the, the hop-forward stuff. Um, but, yeah, Sierra Nevada is definitely on my, um, high on my list just because their facility is gorgeous. Um, Anderson Valley out there is actually really cool, too. It's in the middle of nowhere, California. Um, you got to take a road to take another road to get out there. But, like, the guy who started that was a chemist. And he did a water chemistry test of, like, water around the country and found that this water source of this one town in Boonville, California, was exactly what he wanted to make beer. And that's where he opened his brewery. So it's just, like, from a, my nerdy chemistry side, I'm like, that's awesome. You know, like. Yeah, he, but water is, is really the, oh, it's the, the foundation of, of like, any, any beer water and especially the water chemistry i mean water is huge within the beer um and then the the, the ions and the different minerals and stuff are going to affect how the yeast ferments out it's going to affect how um the hops perceived if they're going to be perceived more bitter or more flavorful like more mouthfeel so like the, the background of your water is kind of a huge thing and uh, that's something that you know and at the same time a brewing professor i always used to say was like the one thumbprint of a brewery is its water source. We're like, I can give a recipe to any brewery in the country and they can make granola brown. But they can't make granola brown how I make granola brown because my water is totally different is than different, that. Right? And then my water is made for that beer to be perfect. Ah. So it's a, um, the water is huge within it. So that's why Anderson Valley is really cool. Um, and then, I mean, some of like the smaller guys up from my New Hampshire world, I mean, got a look, Todd Mott, um, from Tributary, I mean, he was my Obi-Wan. Like, I kind of trained underneath him at Portsmouth Brewery. Um, he originally, he invented Harpoon IPA, the recipe there. Went back in, like, the 80s and then started. He was the head brewer at Portsmouth Brewery. I worked, trained underneath him. Uh, Kate the Great was, like, the number one beer in the country, number two in the world back when we were brewing it. And um, he really, he he's a, a, he has his master's in ceramics and, and approaches beer from straight art at all the way because like to make clay you have like this type of dirt and that type of dirt mixed together with this type of water this and temperature water and percentage so and like to make that. beer you have this type of malt and that type of malt this temperature is with the you know, so he kind of looks at it as like making clay is Whoa. making beer um interesting so i learned a lot of that you can learn from a book from him um then uh like dave yarrington at chapel in maine um he used to be the executive brewer as money knows while i was there um he's much more of like he's kind of like my second Obi-Wan where he kind of taught me how to like run a larger scale brewery and look at it like, yeah, you can do all this cool stuff, but it's like, hey, you got a chemical engineering eyes of looking at it a much bigger perspective. Uh, but he actually downsized and is making really great beer at Chapel in Maine in Dover, New Hampshire, where I used to live with the guys who, um, he's the brewer there and the co-owners, um, they opened up their, their, their second location from this uh, Black Birch and Kittery, which is like the most amazing food I've ever had in my life. So they have really good food and great brew pub there. Um, my boys up at Oxbow, for sure. Tim, a um, couple of my brewers that work with me at Portsmouth are working up there now, too. Um, they're, out, they're making great American-style saisons. Um, I mean, it's my short list. I mean, yeah, oh, Earth Eagle in downtown Portsmouth. 
It's impressive. They're 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 That's like impressive list. They have like some really cool like they got their they got they they're known for their gruits, which is like an unhopped beer. Uh, Butch, one of the co um, co brewers there, he co owner slash brewer. He's known for his. He actually wrote a book on gruits, which really interests me coming from the food world is getting flavors and stuff out of things that aren't hops and malt like add stuff so uh but you know their their ipa is awesome too so i mean it's a quick little big and small list of like stuff out and about for sure oh let me get what meal would you have with this uh blueberry sour the blueberry sour what's it gonna so go i mean the thing is like these overfruited beers like but that doesn't drink like a sour yeah, that, that no, we're used like, to it's just a good beer that yeah. is such a delicious yeah beer. so i mean like, i feel like these new, the newer overfruited sours um you can drink by themselves for sure yeah. uh but i mean they're they lean a lot harder to dessert yeah. or like your your traditional kind of ipas um you can have a little bit more like meal focused of them because the the hot flavor actually will enhance spice. So if you're having like a spicy meal and you're drinking an IPA with it, the spice character is just a little more aggressive. Um, and then like... Uh, this is tasty, man. Yeah, so... Tasty. I can't stop drinking it. Yeah. I know. This is good stuff, man. Yeah. I, tell, I would I would yeah. have like a stack of pancakes, yeah. bacon on top. Breakfast beers. Yeah. Breakfast beer. Yeah, you're the king of breakfast beers. Now, would you have blueberry pancakes? Yeah. Or, or would you have plain Dude. pancakes... And put no. that on it to get the blueberry. I into think the pancake. blueberry pancakes, blueberries inside, a little blueberry puree on top. Just drink the beer on the side. What? How much butter? All the butter. All the butter. Oh, like a stick and a half on on each. On oh each yeah, layer? yeah, a little butter on each layer. Yeah, yeah, all the time. I mean, you gotta have butter on the pancakes. Are you going? Are you going tall stack or short stack? Oh, I would never go with a short stack. That would be like shorting myself on pancakes, man. Whoo! Why would you screw yourself on a few pancakes? Full stack. Got yeah. a full stack. Well, man. I mean, the thing is, there's. Are you talking like pancakes or like the platter cakes, like the big boy ones that like cover the whole, like the size of this tray? Like, I've never seen that kind of cake. Never had the platter cakes. No, where are those from? Um, no, there's a little place we used to like camp out in the woods, my buddy's house, and they middle of nowhere, in New Hampshire. They used to have we go and have pancakes. You'd order one because it was a it was the size of a drink tray. And it, it was the, they used so much baking soda, so it was like the size of a drink tray, and it fluffed up, and it was probably like three inches tall. It was just like one massive pancake. It was that's gorgeous. a that's a cake. That's a good yeah. pancake. It's a, no, it's a pancake. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Solid. That is a cake. Yeah. Oh my! Right, I think we talked you guys years off, right? I no. Think we've, uh, yeah, I mean we we hit a lot of stuff. We hit tunes. We hit all the beer. We hit all the food. This has been nothing but a blast, man. Always a blast hanging out with you. Uh, what other stuff you got coming out in November for uh, events? Yeah, so I mean, I mean November's mm, we had the uh, no. What's the uh, I'm so stuck in December in my head, um, <laughs> which is because yeah, brewing. You always got to think like six weeks ahead, um, especially like on the distribution side, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean. I have my high school reunion coming up in November, according to my calendar. How many years? The, if you don't uh, mind me asking. Jesus, I was, what year is it? 20, it'll be my 20, officially it's our 20th anniversary, but we couldn't have it because of COVID. Oh, I, I got I graduated you, in uh, 2000. Oh, so wow. we are, Wait a minute, wait a minute. He's wait just a, minute. a baby. Wait a minute. Yeah. You're talking all this old 80s stuff, and we're thinking you're our age. No, I knew you were no, younger than us, I'm but younger. not that much younger. Holy shit. He's yeah. just a baby. See, I have a whole old He's soul. a baby boy. Old That's soul. it, man. Old soul. <laughs> so it's my 22nd <laughs> high school reunion, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah. So, I mean, 
Yeah, November at the moment it's going to be a bunch of cool like beer releases. I mean, just keep it keep an eye out on uh, our Instagram and Facebook. We post all the time about that. Um, we try to do new beer stuff along the way and have some cool stuff that's brewery only. Um, and then as we uh, get more events, we'll 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 paint those in. I mean, December is the other thing coming in with like the holiday seasons and getting the getting those toy drives in. And um, we're thinking about doing a sock drive for the homeless as well too, because they always need some socks. Um, but, right, so whatever you need us to post, we'll, we'll post. Yeah, we'll. I'll Absolutely. give you a full list, and we'll. Uh, we can we'll use socks you. too. You could use a pair of socks. Right? <laughs> Everyone can use a pair of socks. I'm actually wearing a pair right now. <laughs> I mean, my dog eats my socks all the time. Oh, so I, I can always bad, use a pair of socks. That bastard. <laughs> yeah, and the, I mean, the big one is January, January fifteenth, Village Beer Fest. Uh, keep an eye out. When you see tickets, I, buy them quick because they can be a limited we, amount. Limited. We amount. better be at that event. Yeah, and I mean, worst case, the next time we'll have a big roast and hang out and. Yeah, we yeah, let's, we'll let's eat some pig, drink some beers. Yeah. That, 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 yeah, beer bros for life, man. Yeah, for sure. No doubt, no doubt. For sure. Big shout out to, no, no, big shout out to uh, Jim Sharkey for uh, <laughs> giving us some love on his show, and uh, we give you, some, hope we gave you some love back. And uh, just uh, remember, listen, listen, positive or negative, it, it's it's still it, love. man. You know, hey, you know, from the Connecticut's best podcast to your podcast, thank you, thank you for being a friend. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Jim, here's to you. Solid, solid. Thank you, y'all. Also, thank you to uh, Sean, the producer, for giving us the proper congratulations. We love you, Sean. You, you, you always have a home in Beer Man Beer. <laughs> Absolutely. Beer Man Beer. And uh, I think we covered everything we need. To. All, all I can say is come to Black Hog. Absolutely. Come to Black Hog. Have some beer. Have some fun. There's always an event going on. There's always delicious beers. Yeah, food trucks and all that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, and don't forget the disc golf. Disc golf too. We gotta play a game of disc golf. Yeah, I mean, let's get off and go play right now. Let's go. You wanna play now? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I don't know if we could. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, it's it's more like an obstacle course out there than a golf course. <laughs> I'm afraid of falling into the swamp. There's bridges. There's bridges. It's fine. I did see bridges. Oh, I tell you, man. I I, I think that disc might end up at a. We throw a disc from here, and it might end up at uh, Fairfield Craft Ales. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> a, I don't know. If we can throw that far. You, you got an arm, man. A, no, no, no. A, a, it, it might end up at the woods. Who knows? But, but uh, you know, Tyler, thank you for yeah. having us. Yeah, for sure, Tyler, guys. Thank you very you much. Man. Cheers. Thank this has you, been man. great. Definitely come check out. Talk about what spending his money on. Check out Black Hog Brews. Black Hog Brewing Company is here in Oxford, and it's always a blast. Come down, check out Tyler. Tyler will be here. Tell them Beer Man Beer sent you. We'll have some delicious beers. Hey, let us know you're coming. We'll come meet you for a beer. And if you do see us at a brewery or at a concert, what do you say? You say Beer Man Beer, and what happens? We haven't done that in a long time. And yeah. we'll get you a beer. We'll buy you a beer, no doubt. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. You say beer man beer, we'll buy you. even even if even if Jim Sharkey comes and says beer man beer. Yeah, he's done that before. Yeah. What a douche. We'll buy him a beer. Anyway. Tell you what. A round of sours for you, Jim Sharkey. And uh Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Thank you, Black Hog. Thank you, Tyler. Cheers, y'all. Salad, salad. <laughs>